Welcome to what the if I wonder if you could synchronize music to the explosions of volcanoes. Spectacular Halloween achievement for that holiday that has just passed. Um, I'm Philip Shane, a documentary filmmaker and science podcast host. If we can call this science. Matt. Yeah, I think so. And Gabby are here. Uh, Matt Stanley, professor of uh, historian of and historian of science mm-hmm. at New York University. How are you, sir? Um, I am cold. It is a little cold here today. I wonder if we oh. can find some way to kind of warm up the environment a little bit. Um. Oh, <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I think that whole global warming thing is over, right? We yeah, made right. It. it was a good run while we had it. Um, it, was, yeah. it was nice to look the pandemic's over. Action to, to fix it. Exactly. Take off your mask because the pandemic is over. Don't worry, but, you know, fire up the old lawnmower or all 10 of them and start polluting because we're fine. Um, Gabby Panicia is also here, as always, from Rockefeller University. How are you? A virologist. Equally cold. My mask is on just like on the walk to work just for like face warming at this point. It is a small scarf. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice side effect. Yeah. I've actually found that the mask is, it is like wearing a, an easier version of a scarf. I think it might just become a standard winter accessory. Yeah, it's going to be know. a staple for me. Um, is it staple? <laughs> uh, and now I want to bring in our very special guest today. We're, I'm very excited to have, uh, have him back, joining us from across the pond, um, volcanologist turned science writer, uh, Robin George Andrews. How are you? Hey, I'm fantastic. Yes. Delightful, despite the slow burn apocalypse we're crawling out of. <laughs> slow burn apocalypse. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, how, I'm just curious, how does uh, the global warming, uh, the change in the weather express itself in the UK? I guess maybe Aggr- is it more aggressively, aggressively, aggressively. And, <laughs> and unpredictably, like everything yeah. else in the UK. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's sometimes we had summer up until October, and then it very violently became winter. Um, <laughs> but, but it's still weirdly sunny, and it hasn't rained. This it hasn't rained. It rained mostly in July, so I don't know what's going on. It's just chaos. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't make bets yeah. on it. The weather, the weather, the 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 weather people on TV just shrug. Every day now, just like whatever, <laughs> just wear everything yeah. and nothing. <laughs> that is a sign of the apocalypse when those places, somewhat the UK, but also like Los Angeles or other places where it used to be that the weather was, you didn't even have to watch the weather because it was the same consistently. Yeah, that's not the now it was, swings wildly back and forth. Um, yeah. And Robin, you just you just won an award. Tell I us did. about that. You are. I, yeah. I did. I won something called the Angela Croom Award, which is something that the European Geosciences Union, which basically thousands and thousands of scientists based in Europe, uh, every year they decide they like a journalist who writes about Earth, space and planetary science. And this year they decided it was me. I must have not annoyed enough people. I'm just too pro-volcano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just love, love, 
love volcanoes in space. And they're like, yeah, that, that'll do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I haven't met anyone who hates, who really hates space. Have you ever met anyone who hates space? Just hates space. Like they're not wow. into, oh, supernova and planets. They're rubbish. They're horrible. Have you ever met anyone like that? trying to think i i lots of students who are terrified of space that is the, the oh, very the very mental things that gets them upset but i don't know if i've ever had anybody i'll i'll start asking around it's new york somebody yeah, yeah. new yorkers yeah. hate everything we'll find somebody who hates i'd yeah. love to know, meet someone who hates space because i'll just be like how did you get to this point just, <laughs> you hate everything essentially yeah, that's a... well they, they may be descended from you know whoever started the panspermia um mission that you know shot us across you know uh, shot their biological materials across space and it landed on earth I mean, yeah, um, but if they that, would be the if ones they were, i mean if they were then they're probably from mars and mars is kind of a shithole now so i don't really know what <laughs> yeah, they can play yeah. all right shots fired right from the start <laughs> they landed on they landed on the right planet like it's really habitable and lovely if it went a little bit further they would have landed on venus and that would have been terrible so mm-hmm. that's yeah like, yeah yeah, don't know what they yeah, complain yeah. about. Um, for just just a note for our Martian listeners, Robin George Andrews, uh, his email address. <laughs> hey, he called you. He called you an asshole planet. Um, not mine. Uh, not my doing. So, um, but we, uh, given your incredible knowledge about the uh, the holes in the crust of the Earth that shoot out things. Uh, Mostly in liquid form, but not always, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We uh, we had quite. We have a very exciting, explosive if this week, and uh, to get us started, just briefly, and, and then we'll we'll start the as, as we prepare to launch the thought experiment. Robin, um, just tell us what what is the context for this? You had a, it was an article you published recently about a fascinating yeah. experimenter. Yeah, so this is one of those stories you, I presumed everyone kind of knew about because it's so crazy. <laughs> and I mentioned it. I mentioned it as an aside in some. My editor was reading it, and she was like, "That is crazy. How how did they possibly allow that to happen? You should expand on this." And the thing that I was asked to expand on is, once upon a time, the U.S. military bombed the largest volcano on earth uh which is quite a sentence when you think about it <laughs> i don't know it seems pretty um, typical of the u.s military i was gonna say that seems like the motto the motto <laughs> volcanus eruptus just blow us up us maybe oh my goodness if there's if there's like a mission patch for this thing oh god there must be there must be yeah there must be because it was very specific but yeah Yeah. uh, uh, but basically that was yeah in 1935 the u.s army tried to bomb a volcano in the world's i think pretty much the world's first attempt to use explosives to save people from advancing lava um and it wasn't the last time (laughs) wait what year was that 1935. 1935. Well, so this is pre World War II. Yeah, these were bike planes, yeah. Wow. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bike planes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Where there's got to be a movie in the making if there's not. <laughs> well, I guess so. Amazing. But part of the question, of course, is, you know, what, what's, did it work for Evan? Yeah. Right. So, right. Right. Yeah. So basically, in 19, so there's a, the volcano is called Mauna Loa, uh, which has been suspiciously quiet as of late. It hasn't erupted since 1984. And it makes 
scientists in Hawaii nervous because mm-hmm. it's it's usually huh. very hyperactive, so that's kind of weird. But that's wow. a story for another time. Right. Um, yeah. But um, this volcano often erupts uh, uh, lava, and the lava tends to snake its way around towards uh, what was a village called Hilo and is now a city. Um, and um, it's done this for ages. Uh, like in 1881, 1881 um, a lava flow was coming towards this uh, this. Uh, village at the time and it quickly ate up all the sort of barriers that people built and put it in the way so they got um a princess to turn up and throw brandy and scarves at it um and the lava did and the lava and the lava did stop yeah um but um but just in case the power of prayer didn't work uh the authorities stockpiled a lot of gunpowder they were just going to put in front of the lava and blow it up just to see what happens but they never got to use it then (laughs) <laughs> so that was like the first time I think people thought about using explosives to divert lava, which, uh, but you know, mm-hmm. saved by oh a princess is a good story. Yeah, that's a good story. <laughs> this is wild. This is wild. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so our if today is going, it's, it's, it's very ambitious coming off the incredible um, sugar high of Halloween, <laughs> which was uh, just uh, less than a week ago. Um, um, we have uh, we got very ambitious, and uh, what we're asking this week, uh, actually, Gabby, help us understand just what is this? What, what for those who have jumped in and uh, they're riveted anyway because of the colorfulness of the insanity here. Um, but w- what are we about to do in in launching this thought experiment, Gabby? Yeah, so every week we take a single what if, a, a single thing that we change about the universe and then follow its ramifications outward. So what would change about our Earth, our life, or even about, you know, space and the general laws of the universe if this one thing were true? Yes, yes. And so this week we ask, what the if... We could stop all the volcanoes, plug them up, Bomb them, shovel them, I don't know, enormous cork, whatever it takes. Stop every volcano in the name of America. So, (laughs) sorry to claim that. Sorry to go nationalist on you, Robert. Robert. Uh, Uh, It seems like if there is a country that would do something, this would be it. Um, Yeah. So... (laughs) Yeah, so so let's continue now. So they they dropped the bombs. How how did that turn so 19, out? Yeah, so nineteen. So the the actual attempt in nineteen thirty five was the first time that actually explosives were used. And initially, uh, they thought of using of just putting them on foot, like getting someone to run up next to the lava <laughs> and like build a tower and just put the explosives. Can you imagine like who who wants to volunteer for that mission? Well, so I'd imagine it's a, it's a graduate student, right? Sorry, Gabby, but no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what you yeah, pay maybe. graduate students for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, that was that was deemed unsafe, uh, which is probably which is fine. So, so they got so they organized. So the, the head of the Hawaiian Volcano Observatory was its founder, someone called Thomas Jagger, was like, right, I'm going to call in the air. Well, not the Air Force at the time. It was like part of the U.S. military. I can't remember exactly what it was called. The Army Air the Corps. Army air I think. Oh, Army. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And um, and they said, okay. So basically the idea was they weren't going to like bomb it into submission. No one thought that the they would destroy the volcano or something. 
Uh, at least I don't think so. They, they, the idea was that lava was sneaking towards the town of Hilo again. So these lava tubes, and these tubes are made of the lava itself, like the top cools over of the flow. So the lava mm -hmm. flows kind of like underground of its own making. And because it's right. trapped in a tunnel, it keeps hot for longer, so it can flow for longer. So the idea was if you blow a hole in the side of these, it might drain the artery kind of thing, and it would exsanguinate yeah. all this molten rock. Uh, so they're like, right, we're going to drop uh, 3.6 tons of TNT on these <laughs> on these lava flows from like you know this small squadron of airplanes to see what would happen. Um, and uh, yeah, mm -hmm. turns out it turns out it did not work. <laughs> <laughs> um, it did it, it didn't work, even though the even though again the lava flow stopped just short of the the town. Mm -hmm. It was oh. a kind of a it was a coincidence because the volcano just decided to stop erupting at that point. But the the founder of the Hawaiian Volcano Observatory, who was otherwise very intelligent, everything like that, he he claimed victory um, yes. over the over the forces of fire. Mm. But no no one's really convinced <laughs> that, that 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 worked. Um, and they tried it again in 1942 for a similar reason, and it also didn't really work. But um, yeah, they tried right, it so, twice. So, so again, in the middle of the war. You know, yes. they figured it, this was so important they could use up some ammunition. Yeah, they had some spare on yeah. this. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 You know, but no, it didn't work. It didn't work. Turns out, turns out lava is <laughs> like if you make a hole in the side of where lava is flowing, it will just kind of, it cooks it's lava, makes its own land. It doesn't like just flow like water. It can like build levees and channels and it just, it will just go wherever the downslope is. So unless you like <sighs> nuke the side of the. <laughs> nuke a hole in the side of like the island of hawaii so it will just drain into the ocean yeah i don't really feel like that's not a suggestion by the way <laughs> just make it clear <laughs> i was gonna say you know uh, had they done that we would have still we would have only 49 states um, then, or well, 49 and a half mm -hmm. possibly because uh, yes. whatever remained of hawaii mm -hmm. um yeah so so we're going to try to do the, I think we're going to try to do ahead. the opposite yeah. of bombs this time, right? Is we're just going to okay. seal it up, right? We're going to get some um, uh, spackle. What do you call it over there? Polyfill? Um, yeah, sure. And uh, <laughs> spackle over the volcanoes um, mm -hmm. so as to prevent any trouble in the future, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Quick and done. Right. Yeah. Well, have you ever done that like like fun experiment where you put like Mentos in a bottle of Coke and then and then uh, let it just sort of gush out kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Sure. Do you know what would happen if you did that and then immediately put a lid on the top? Well, I don't. No. <laughs> if anyone's listening, you should definitely try this in the most. <laughs> next, yes. Next to, yeah. next to as many electronics as possible, just, to, just for the extra drama. <laughs> you, but first, watch it on YouTube, just so you have some familiarity. Mm -hmm. And there is no shortage yeah, of YouTube yes. videos of people yeah, doing I, this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would, it, also, it would, ex you, you would, the Coke bottle would explode. So I think if you're trying to block up a volcano, it, you would basically just add pressure to it. So it's sort of, when it does erupt, it would be even more explosive than it would be normal. Um, so that would be tricky. Yeah, it's quite tricky. It's quite tricky to prevent the earth from expunging some of its matter. You're like fighting a planet, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Wes, I hope someone does try it just to watch and just see what happens. Would it so so first of all, is there any is there really any conceivable way to do that? To block a so, volcano, to seal it? Um 
I mean, it's tricky because the really big shield volcanoes don't erupt necessarily just at the summit. They erupt out of its side. They literally uh, right. tear the earth apart. So you'd have to like seal the entire volcano up. If you had something like Mount St. Helens, mm, you'd have yeah. to block. You'd have to like block the summit crater up and stop it erupting. But even then, that volcano erupted out of its side because something was blocking yeah. the top. So it would just like it would just erupt some way or another. Um, and, yeah, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, so I so, don't think so. so. I don't think so. You could you could try and concrete pavement over it, but like I don't know. I think it's a it's a Sisyphean right. task. Um, <laughs> is it possible to um uh what was I going to say? Instead of building something on top of it, mm-hmm. uh, I could imagine. You now this is, gets even more a little bit more absurd. So we might step back from this in a moment. But you <laughs> could just the raise the mountain, just 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 uh-huh. get rid of the mountain, so you can get right to the, you know, see right. the wherever the tubes are there, and uh-huh. uh, or whatever the it would just be a lake of lava, you know, in the different places where it's at the surface, yeah. and then try to cover that up. But I'm guessing then it it also it literally would just come out of the ground somewhere else. That's essentially how the volcano. Yeah. That's why yeah, the mountain the mountain is there because of this. Right. Yeah. Right. If you take yeah. off the pressure from where like there's loads of compacted magma, it will just get really gassy and frothy and erupt everywhere. So you're you're basically speeding up the eruption now. You know. And where would you where would all the where would all the magma go? You'd have to put it somewhere. Most people I don't know, yeah. most people aren't happy when magma just appears in their like neighborhood. <laughs> They're not like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Yeah. It's only like, no, <laughs> why did you do this? You fools. So, yeah, that would be the trickiest bit. Where would you put the magma that comes out? So if you couldn't just slap flex tape over the top of a, of a volcano and all your problems would be solved, <laughs> could we could uh, we say, all right, well, we won't plug it up, but is there a way to sort of control drain a volcano? Because if mm, pressure is the problem, could you just uh, kind of put right. a little steam yeah. hole in there? And Actually, we, you know, weirdly, that has accidentally been tried. <laughs> Um, because um, people drilling, like Iceland is uh, just full of volcanoes, but that's why loads of the country runs on like geothermal heat. So they have to drill down these boreholes Mm -hmm. to be like, you know, uh, to get that kind of heat out in a safe and controlled manner. And a couple of, like a decade or so ago, I can't remember exactly when, but there's a a volcano called Katla and they were drilling near it and they accidentally drilled right into the magma. Uh, and they know that because it ate the drill and like <laughs> magma started creeping up the drill and they were like, uh, we should probably stop that before it keeps going. So they had to like pour water down and cool it and it just blew up the drill and, f- and froze everything. But yeah, it turns out that if you drill into magma, it just sort of messes up your drill and doesn't really like, it doesn't like square out because it's really dense. It just sort of, yeah, it, it doesn't really work. You can't really make a hole to drain it out. It, the magma just is like, nope. I like being underground and I will erupt in the way I will erupt. So it's, yeah, it's very autonomous. <laughs> so you couldn't even uh, drain it, even if you wanted to. I did appreciate that, uh, Gabby, that coming from the bio- biologist, you you had a surgical method possibly for, or like draining, <laughs> you know. Well, even draining, if we, you know, we, we don't drain good. it. If it's a pressure thing, you know, I mean, I don't know anything about the relationship between yeah. like geothermal heat and its proximity to magma, like how close it actually is. But does that actually do anything to sort of lessen the pressure or is that pressure specific to a, uh, like a magma chamber itself? 
Yeah, the pressure, so the heat is in the rocks surrounding the, so it's like a radiating effect kind of thing. Uh, oh. So you're you're kind of, what you're really doing is tapping the like water underground that's turned into like high pressure steam that's just trapped. And mm-hmm. that's the sort of stuff you get the heat from. The magma is just like, yeah, you don't want to breach the walls of a magma chamber, but they're really deep. Like they're even for like, you know, they're miles down. They're not like literally just below the surface. That, that would be a problem. <laughs> Imagine if like, you're really, really clumsy <laughs> or, or something, or you've got you've got crutches or something or heels, you'd go just bloop. So that would be a terrible <laughs> planet to live on. <laughs> but yeah, they're quite deep. You need to, it takes a lot of effort to drill. And it turns out that, yeah, like it's hard to, yeah, you can't exsanguinate magma from the ground, which is a shame because mm. that'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Now I have that. So Robin, you've actually, you as a volcanologist have been up close and personal with mm. these uh, things. So, um, what does it, suppose you were assigned to guide or, or, uh, you, you, there is, okay. So here we get to do, you know, one, we'll allow ourselves perhaps one hand wavy thing here, which is that there is some substance that's found that will seal it up. And so you have, Robin, you've been assigned to be like the, the, the fireman who, uh, takes the the front end the, the nozzle end of the hose <laughs> yeah. and they guide you into you know i suppose up to the rim uh of a volcano and mm-hmm. um which volcano would where, where what volcano would be a good test for this it was, in other words which volcano do i hate the most i'm just like nope <laughs> yeah, this yeah. one's too much, <laughs> exactly. one's too much attention i mean firstly if someone gave me a substance <laughs> that had the power to like stop a volcano erupting i would use it for super villainous means for sure there's no question yes. about it like yes. this is yes. amazingly powerful substance just turn it around on everyone else and just spray anyway but uh which one would i start uh i mean i feel like it, it seems a bit mean but i feel like maybe vesuvius because even though i love it that th- about three hundred thousand people live on the slopes of that and seeing pompeii part two would be pretty <laughs> grim so i feel like if i was gonna seal <laughs> yeah. one up I like that it. would be pretty. That would be a pretty good one, you know. That's a very I heroic like, thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> that is great. That is great. Plus, you could wear, you know, you could wear some sort of Roman gladiator or you know, Roman soldier. True. Uh, I mean, also personally, just, just I, for show. I did. I did drop my phone into the crater once, and I had to climb down and get it. And it always annoyed me. I did that? So what? It wasn't the volcano's fault, but I. I feel like mm-hmm. I should seal it up just so no one else will lose their phone. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Wait, you you dropped your phone into Mount Vesuvius. Yeah, and I had to scramble past the barrier and down the thing to get it. And I, you went without, to get it back. <laughs> yeah, uh, do, do not do that. Like, if, you, if anyone else does that, do not do that. But well, was, was the phone still working afterwards? Because this would be the greatest advertisement of all time. It was, but, but it's not like, there wasn't like lava bubbling in the thing. It was just very hot and steamy and, and you know, it's not advice, but wow. it was still working, yeah. Um, so, you know. All right, if, if we, if we can't exsanguinate the volcano... Yes. Could we at least um, aim the lava where we want it? Like, say there was one <laughs> borough of a city that we particularly did not like. Um, uh-huh. Could we create an artificial lava tube to guide the lava onto, say, Staten Island? You, Hypothetically, yeah. Staten Island. <laughs> Hypothetically, actually, actually, you could, and you could, and and you could use explosives to do that because in in the history of using explosives on volcanoes. There has been one successful attempt to divert it, and that was ah. in Italy. Um, and uh, there was an epic eruption of Mount Etna from 1991 to 1993, like the biggest in like centuries. And it, and it was flowing towards this village. 
And there was an eruption a few years earlier, and they tried to use explosives, and they could practice to see if they could do this. And this time, they actually, on foot, delivered, like, I think it was 7 tonne, 7.7 tons of dynamite, and, like, put it inside next to this lava channel and blew it up and it drained out into like a load of artificial trenches they dug and it did actually save the town it, the lava flows oh. stopped uh before this town of like ten thousand people it, like like meters before they stopped and then the volcano stopped erupting so they they kind of got lucky as well but it did actually save this town so you can divert things with explosives in very specific situations so if you really wanted to you could direct it towards like a town actually so you know what someone has actually done that like uh, someone someone in like the 17th century etna was erupting again and there was two towns <laughs> and one of them one of them this is ridiculous but one of them like one of the lava was heading to one of these towns and they're like well we're not having that so they built barriers um like made of all kinds of random crap and and the lava were like bunched up and it went towards another town and they were like problem solved and then the other <laughs> town went the other town went uh no, and they built their own barriers and deflected it back towards this other town, which then got hit by the lava. And as a result of that, the Italian government outlawed lava flow diversions until like the 1980s when they had to use them, which is such a specific law. But anyway, <laughs> I guess the point is you could do that. If you really hate the town, you could direct lava towards them. It's hard to get away with it. You wouldn't be like, you wouldn't be like, like someone at some point would be like, what are they doing over there with all those barriers? Like, yeah. nothing. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, anyway, if you're feeling evil, you could do it. What does the. Uh... Help us understand, actually, for those who don't know, and I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not 100%. I don't 100% understand. What is magma why is it there and how deep and the other thing is how deep is that yeah so uh, pool like so magma magma is just basically molten rock but it's not fully molten it's like bits of solid and bits of melt because different crystals melt at different temperatures but it comes about because the earth itself is very hot on the inside and it's hot for two reasons. One is because when the Earth formed, it was a very violent formation of things smashing into each other. And those embers have kind of been stored inside the planet. The other reason is that the planet's full of radioactive material. Um, and, and that releases heat. And so it's kind of a 50-50 mix. Mm. And that basically keeps the inside of the planet warm. And if you have something hot, that heat has to go somewhere. And the heat wants to kind of escape out of the planet into space. Um, and as it does so, you get things like tectonic plates moving about, you get earthquakes. You the, the reason we live on such an active, dynamic planet with an atmosphere and life and everything is partly because of this heat trying to get out. Um, a lot of other planets are cold and sort of dead corpses at the moment. They don't have any erupting volcanoes or not many. Right. So volcanoes are just a way of the planet like letting off some steam kind of thing. Uh, like that, it's, it's the, the planet's heat release mechanism and magma is like the molten bit of that. So it's like a... Yeah, it's like it's cooling itself down. It's own sort of yeah. Condition. You know, in, in the cutaway drawings we always see of the Earth that show the layers of mm. rock underneath or whatever, the magma is always like this really thick or, you know, deep orange layer. Is it, I've never understood, is it? Is it literally somewhat liquid for like a long way? Like if we could, what, if we it, could it, go to the core or travel down into it, what would we see? So the inner innermost core is this big solid lump of like iron, mostly iron and nickel, and then around that you've got right. this liquid outer core, which would just be so bright and hot that you'd—I mean, 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it would look like because you'd immediately yeah. die. So it's quite tricky. <laughs> um, then you've got most of the planet is something called the mantle, which is which is actually solid. Um, it's that orangey bit you're kind of talking about, and it moves around very gradually and slowly. And uh, uh, that's the thing that moves the tectonic plates around. But it's mostly solid because of the immense pressure, partly, of the planet just uh, keeps things solid. Um, and yeah. then when it gets high enough, it can kind of decompress. And when it does that, it melts. And there's all kind of weird chemistry that goes on there. So all the magma you that we, all the magma that exists only exists really in the crust, which is the, the skin of the world kind of. Um, the rest, most of the right, planet right. is just this giant, un, unimaginably hot hellhole kind of thing <laughs> so what you would see would be hmm i don't know the mantle would just crush you into oblivion so you'd see nothing the liquid alcohol would melt you immediately and you'd see nothing um and i don't know i wouldn't recommend it i think is what i'm saying like i wouldn't right, right, right. one one star on TripAdvisor. like <laughs> no everyone know, everyone i know and love came with me and died so pretty rubbish <laughs> thumbs down yeah, thumbs down yeah <laughs> So could we um, use those, okay. I don't know, could we use the mantle as a transportation route? I mean, um, you know, we've got lava tunnels here and we've got lava tunnels there. Could we go from Iceland mm. to Hawaii via uh, via the magma? Yeah, sure. If you were, if you were, in, if you had an indestructible kind of yeah, yeah, I assume I do. Yeah. and you plunge down into uh, a Hawaiian volcano, you could feasibly kind of come out in ice and sort of thing and you can even ride these these things called mantle plumes that just you know have these giant fountains of superheated but still solid matter um coming up from the edge of, from the edge of the planet's heart to the top of it you know you could kind of ride those currents so you know where you're going They're like highways sort of thing. well that sounds like a like, fun yeah yeah it's good yeah it's good if you could create a hole you could do this sort of gravity slingshot and it would only take minutes but like stuff moves there like crazy slow <laughs> right. Um, and what what kind of temperature are we talking about? Like how, how, oh, how like, hot is it? Like thou, like the mantle is minimum like a thousand. Wait, hold on, Fahrenheit. Uh, like one thousand, like two thousand degrees Fahrenheit and up, sort of thing. So it's pretty pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> but um, and then it just gets hotter as you go down. And I don't actually know how. I haven't really thought about it. But yeah, it'd be pretty horrible. <laughs> it would be pretty grim. <laughs> but but um. You know, there are worse places. The surface of Venus is probably worse because you actually would live to experience the pain first. But <laughs> that's a pretty low bar, though. Not as bad as the surface of Venus. No, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Venus is where you send people you really hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds <laughs> yes. right. Well, I guess that's yeah. why the Russians have sent like twenty <laughs> ships there. <laughs> something like, yeah. something like they really don't like. Um, uh, so, Gabby, what would you if you if you had the power to stop all the volcanoes so i'll get back it was sort of our original if if we could plug up all the volcanoes so gabby if you could do that um what would you how would you feel about that as you i'm gonna start by saying i absolutely would because i mean i think the thing that we're thinking of is okay okay, all the volcanoes on the surface but there is a bunch of sort of geothermal activity underneath the ocean that's really important um, and so I, I think most, I mean, I think I mentioned before, but like the, that sort of ocean, like hydrothermal vents are super important to life. There's all of these weird pockets of stuff that is super alien because it's, you know, evolved to exist around these extremely hot baths of, you know, chemical perfused water. 
Um, but it's a very interesting to study, you know, sort of like some people view it as like a way to study like the origins of life itself. That maybe it came from, you know, maybe the primordial soup was around one of these things. Um, so I feel like it would be kind of a be kind of a bad move to just kind of look at all the life that's there and be like, I- I'm gonna shut this off. You know, like, mind if I just flip a switch? Um, so then, then what could happen is that Gabby leads a movement to they, they st- it's subterfuge and they stop the pl- plugging up all the volcanoes mission and they go completely the other way and they say release all the volcanoes, let all mm. the volcanoes mm. think. Are are we able to? If for some reason are are we able to uh, start a volcano? Like you, you were mentioning, there's, mm. it, and is is that actually? Uh, like with, I've heard that with earthquakes, sometimes there one idea, I don't know if it works, but sort of, if we could allow the, uh, the faults to have minor little earthquakes and maybe it relieve mm. the pressure is, uh-huh. is actually releasing all the volcanoes useful or a way to, um, well, it's, it, yeah, it it's pretty hard, like it's pretty, well, it's, it's quite hard to set a volcano off because again, uh-huh. uh, the U.S. has inadvertently tried to do this. Of course they have, um, but but, um, but it was it wasn't on on purpose. To be fair, but basically when they were okay. testing, when they were very nuke happy during the Cold War, also they were crazy plans. Honestly, at one point they wanted to nuke open a second Panama Canal. Can you imagine? Oh God! The, like anyway, yeah, <laughs> it's such a crazy. It's cool. yeah, crazy. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So um, so they uh, um, so they were just testing nukes out and um they tested one in the aleutian islands which are full of volcanoes that are quite active um and they blew up the nuke right next to one and you think if anything was going to set a volcano off a nuclear weapon like one of these like ultra big ones as well not like the measly ones you can fit into a suitcase but like the the really big ones that they were te- like the absurdly over the top ones and it didn't set off any um it didn't set off any volcano. I think it's called the Kanakin shot um, in the 60s or something like that. And uh, yeah, it didn't set off any volcanoes, but it did inspire Greenpeace to uh, to exist. So so it's had all kinds of weird unintended effects, that test. But yeah, you can't oh, really set a volcano off. But if you, if you wanted to, um, I don't know. Like you'd have to, if you, if you wanted to set all the volcanoes off to relieve all that pressure, you would cool the earth so rapidly that the geodynamo yes. would shut down, would lose our magnetic field, which stops us being immediately irradiated to death. Uh, so you'd bring about the apocalypse um, uh, by killing all the volcanoes. So I don't know if it's a good idea, well, <laughs> you know, by, by just like bleeding them dry, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> well, other than that, it doesn't seem like such a bad idea. Right? Yeah. No, not really. Um, yeah, not really. No. If you want to look nuclear... at Mars, then sure. <laughs> That's right. Nuclear weapons use best used in moderation. Yes. yes. Use responsibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend. And isn't it, there's a theory that uh, perhaps the death of the dinosaurs, the extinction of the dinosaurs mm-hmm. came about not just because of the asteroid, but that it was like a one-two punch with, uh, uh, with is it the Deccan traps? The Deccan right? traps. In, in... Yeah, there was an epic eruption like 65 million years ago that happened during the extinction. And people were like, well, that obviously must have done something. And... Uh, Initially, people thought, oh, it made things worse because it, 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 it sort of added to the climate pandemonium that the asteroid track would have had. But now, actually, scientists can't decide whether it made things worse or better um, because uh, some studies go, well, things got really hot as well, and then it got really cold, and they couldn't handle it. 
But some are like, well, the asteroid would have produced all this ash that blocked out the sun. But these eruptions would have kept things a bit warmer than it should have been. So maybe it actually prolonged the life of the dinosaurs longer than it you know, should have been. So it just caused chaos, basically. But um, yeah. you don't, those big eruptions are scary. There's one that happened 252 million years ago, and it wiped out 90% of all life on Earth, minimum. So those are bad. Thumbs down to those ones. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this brings me to a question about sort of the anatomy of an erupting volcano, because it's not just lava. I mean, of course, mm. you know, in elementary mm. school textbooks, it's just, you know, the little, you know, triangle volcano with yeah, uh, yeah. the lava coming down the side. But, you know, that throws up a lot of gas, a lot of ash. Mm -hmm. um, if you're anywhere near the base of the volcano and there's a lahar, you are screwed. Um, mm. So, I mean, just... Can you tell more about, like, you know, if a like a, a huge volcano just decided to, you know, blow up, what are you really contending with other than just the lava that you might be like, oh, we'll blow that up? Mm. Yeah, I mean, if it's like, if you're talking about on a planetary scale, so all the gases that it releases are the main problem. So, like, the Siberian traps was the one that happened 252 million years ago. It sort of made a sort of country-sized lava flow over the course of 2 million years. And that's really hard to imagine, <laughs> but a good way of imagining wow. it is humans have been around for about... 400,000 years so that eruption has been going on you know <laughs> four times longer than than humanity has existed which again i can't wow. just picture that anyway it's crazy yeah but yeah, somehow the main problem was not that <laughs> which is it just it's the it's the gases that it burped out which kind of caused this sort of global warming apocalypse um you know that the earth corrected eventually but when you raise the temperature by the by uh you know 10 15 degrees in the oceans and the sky i mean we're already seeing how how dangerous it is to raise the temperature by like one and a half degrees so if you do that if you make that 10 times worse then yeah it's going to kill a lot of things um and yeah if that's the main thing it's for those eruptions it's the carbon dioxide and the methane that it can belch out if it gets into fossil fuels but when you when you have like human scale ones where there's a big ash cloud and everything like that the, the main the thing that changes the climate is like the sulfur aerosol stuff that kind of reflects light and it kind of pulls mm -hmm. the planet slightly but that gets washed out quite quickly so on a long-term scale it's really the the warming part that's quite concerning but yeah it takes millions of years to cause that so there's they don't like so what humans are doing right now with climate change is infinitely worse <laughs> which is impressive and scary <laughs> at the same time <laughs> oh that's good to, actually i was curious about that yeah so the scale is it um in, in terms of global warming, we're saying is don't blame the volcanoes for that. So the bottom line is on the um, uh, super volcanoes. So like uh, Yellowstone said to be a super volcano and might blow up. Sounds like your only choice there is to run. Is that true? Like we have no way to do anything about this super volcano situation. You don't. You yeah. don't. I mean, it's quite lucky because super volcanoes uh, tend to kind of die out after a, a time so yellowstone might not never have a super eruption again um oh. but, but if it does uh yeah the best thing you can do is run away i mean <laughs> there's not really much you can do the fortunate you'd notice something was happening like an eruption that big from a volcano that big would uh would uh would would shake the ground a lot it would degas a lot like people you would notice you wouldn't be like it wouldn't come out of nowhere. It would be polite enough to warn people like weeks, months in advance. So that's right. nice. That's that's polite of it. Yeah, it is. But if you've ever seen the behavior, the the uh, 
stupid behavior of most of the tourists inside Yellowstone Park, like, you know, going, walking right up to the buffalo and trying to get a selfie with them. Uh, you'll know that that's, uh, it might just be the volcano's way of doing its job of cleansing, you know. All right. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe, but like, I feel like clumsiness does that enough. Like do you, every year there are reports of people falling into like the hot springs and you're mm-hmm. just like, how are you doing that though? They're fenced off. You have to like, like my, uh, here's a way of phrasing it. Who looks at like, who would open a, ca- a boiling, look at a boiling hob of water filled with acid and go, yep, I will sit in that. That seems fine and good. It's not, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not, I, I mean, someone fell in trying to get a selfie uh, last year, I think, and they had to be flown mm-hmm. yeah. to hospital. Someone once fell in for long enough that they dissolved completely, and the only thing that was left were their flip-flops. <laughs> were their flip-flops? Uh, no, their flip-flops and their wallet. And my first question is, where did they get those flip-flops from? That's kind of incredible. But, um, <laughs> yeah, whatever material the flip-flops and the wallet were made of is what you should wear yeah. when you go to Yellowstone. Clearly, that's that's fine. A scuba scuba suit made out of imitation leather and, uh, I don't know, cheap plastic. Yeah. It turns out the most dangerous thing you can do in Yellowstone is drive. That kills more people than anything else, uh, turns oh, out. Like, the odds of dying yes. by these things. Actually, dying by a super eruption is the least likely by far. So uh, it's kind of weird, actually. Clumsiness and driving. Yeah. And bears, yeah. Yeah, occasionally yeah. bears. <laughs> All that being said, I must say, Yellowstone is one of the most amazing places i've ever seen um, gorgeous. if you do have a chance to go there it's it is incredible just yeah kaleidoscope of wonders really isn't it <laughs> yeah unbelievable unbelievable yeah yeah um so uh matt any any last um questions uh no i've got any questions but you know there's um as as robin has been suggesting there's there's lots of failed attempts to control lava flow over the years and if you go to Hilo near the on the big island of, of Hawaii you can see the remnants of these like scattered around you know these attempts to you know people tried to make uh, artificial concrete canals to channel the lava and you know let's, let's wrap the telephone poles and in insulation and things and if if you don't know what to look for you won't notice them but if you do know that they're there you'll see the the carcasses of these various lava control projects just scattered around the island. Uh, it's a, they're wonderful testaments to human futility. I'd highly <laughs> recommend the field trip. Yeah. Oh, man. I wonder if someone has someone made a book or a website uh, collecting those I images. I don't know. Robin, that'll be your next book if you're up for it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it'll be called uh, Volcanoes One, Man Zero. <laughs> um, <laughs> or volcanoes you know 50,000 man mm-hmm. man zero um gabby any any um and is your last chance to get some information directly from a man who has jumped into the throat of a volcano no i think it's just super cool i mean i think like most kids i was super enamored with volcanoes growing up volcanoes and dinosaurs were like two of my things uh and so I just have the the acute memory of, you know, I, I did go to Hawaii once and I would like lost my mind because we got to be on a volcano. Um, and of course, it was like one of the ones that hasn't erupted in years. I think we're on, uh, pardon me, wants to see like the name was like Kilauea, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I wasn't in danger, but like childhood me was just like so thrilled, like there's lava nearby. Because uh, <laughs> lava, okay. I think, holds a special <laughs> appeal to people. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people voice that, you know, although they know it's, you know, a million degrees, they would love to dunk their hands in it because it just looks 
it looks like it would have a neat texture. Uh, so I just think it's all really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Volcanoes yeah, have I, a terrible I, reputation, never... but they they are kind of beautiful, magical things most of the time when they're not melting things that we like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd love, I've never been to Hawaii, but I love, I, I've always been jealous that that's a place where you can, you sometimes can't watch lava flow. Um, I have been to Mount St. Helens, and I can say if you've not been there, if you ever get a chance to go there, that, that is stunning to see. Um, I mean, it just feels, it it feels like the volcano, you know, erupted just the day before, even though it's been many, many years. It's just so clearly this mountain with a giant hole in it and then all these craters all around. Really want to go to Mount St. Helens. I, I like ever, ever since I heard about it, but, ever, but partly when I sat down and worked out that <laughs> it, that eruption released more energy than every single explosive used in World War II, including both atom bombs. Uh, so wow. I'm like, yeah, wow. I, I want to see that crater. Good <laughs> one. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. Well, um, Robin, always such a treat to have you. Um, are you are you at like are you now writing and not going to volcanoes, or do you actually do these things simultaneously? No, no, it's uh, writing is my main. Like uh, volcanoes are now things that I write about. So uh, normally I'd see a lot more right. of them um, if a pandemic hadn't stopped me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've explicitly plugged your book yet. Can you do so? Oh, yes, please. Oh, that's kind. <laughs> so uh, the new book is Super Volcanoes, right? Yeah, Super Volcanoes. Basically, every popular science book I've ever read on volcanoes or about volcanoes in some way is always like, volcanoes are going to kill you. They're terrible. They're, they're going to they cause mass extinctions, which is fair. And Topo Empire is also fair. But um, <laughs> like they do do these things. But most of the time, they literally dig up the buried treasure of you know, of the planet, they support life, they incubate it, they explain why some worlds are alive and some worlds are dead. And the people that study them are just great and crazy and wonderful people. And I felt like volcanoes needed a PR corrective. It's it's about like why volcanoes, in the way that like dinosaurs are cool and space is cool. It's like, here's why volcanoes are cool. And you all kind of know, but yeah, this is why they're cool rather than this is why you should fear them kind of thing. So um, I just felt like it'd be fun to write something like that. And it was, it was so much fun to write. That's great. All right. So everybody go get a copy. Super Volcanoes. Super Volcanoes by Robin George Andrews. Um, Robin, thank you so much. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug? Where do, where can people find you in the uh, on the Internet and uh, anything else you recommend people? If you say my name three times in America, <laughs> at Squiggly Volcano, you can you can send hate mail, hate tweets to me there. But that, that, yeah, Super Volcanoes is the book. Robin George Andrews is the man. Check them out. And uh, Robin, I don't know if you remember, but we have a ritual that uh, we try. See, maybe if we'd done this before, then the, we we might have brought some luck to this situation, but probably not. Uh, Matt, can you just give uh, Robin a refresher on this ritual we'll do to close out? Uh, well, show? we realize the inevitability uh, of the lava flows coming our way, and we can't stop them, and we can't divert them, and we can't seal them off. Uh, so we simply uh, a scream. Why? Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Robin, for joining us from across the pond. Love your local volcano. Treat it with respect. See you next time. <laughs>